0: What's going you on, are locked on Nittany, Nittany to locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked podcast here, always, On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is when we're going to run through all the weekend's action that's coming up, whatever games are still left to be played, I should say, and I'm going to give you some thoughts and commentary on some of the games that I'm interested in. and of course, we are now eight days away from the start of the Penn State football season. So this is our final episode without a game to look forward to this weekend. Next week, we go into game prep mode with our normal routine. Cannot wait to get it started. But first, we have to get through today and send you into the weekend on a high note. I want to make sure you never miss a single episode, especially now that the Penn State season is getting underway next week. You don't want to miss anything along the way on Locked On Nittany Lines here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to us right now, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get every single episode as soon as they become available on those various podcasting apps and then when the episodes are over go back and leave a rating leave a review let us know what you thought about the episode let us know what you think about the podcast in general moving forward because ultimately we want this to be something that you're excited to listen to you're excited when it pops up in your feed and of course we want you to share it with your friends and your family and recommend it to all your other fellow penn state fans as we continue to build this podcast for the 2020 season it's going to be a very exciting time to be a part of this podcast. And I can't wait to bring you guys along on the journey with my commentary and so much more in the works. You can also follow us on all the social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Use the username LockedOnNitney on any of them and start tweeting us, Facebook liking us, uh, send us your comments on Instagram, all that good stuff. And of course, we'll have some live streams over on our Twitch channel and on our Instagram feed. So you got to make sure you're following us on all those different platforms so you can stay connected with us and have some fun interacting with us, talking some Penn State football any time of day, any day of the week. We are here for you. And I cannot wait to get today started. So let's go ahead and jump right in and get today's episode. Underway. If you can't tell, I'm a little excited about the fact that we are now just over a week away from the start of the Penn State football season. And it does feel like maybe there's just a slight bit of hesitation to say that this is going to happen for real this time, but it really does feel authentic. It really does feel genuine. And it does look as though we are going to get a Penn State game to look forward to next week. Now, next week, We've got all the layouts for our normal game prep mode routine on the Daily Podcast. Again, we're doing these episodes five days a week, Monday through Friday, and every day is going to have a little bit of a different take as we get you ready for Penn State's game that upcoming weekend. We started doing this last year when I took over the hosting duties here on the podcast where we did one specific thing each day of the week, and it's gonna be a little bit similar. We'll probably have a couple of tweaks along the way. On Monday, is basically going to be a recap day whenever that applies, and of course, we'll start to turn the page to the next game. However, next week, because there is no game to look back on, unless you want to go back and talk about the uh, the Cotton Bowl, we can do that. But I do think that uh, a Monday is going to be a little bit different because we obviously have no previous Penn State games to reflect on, comment on, and look forward to discussing and reacting to uh, with you, I should say. So obviously, on Monday, we're going to start the preview mode right away, taking a look at the Indiana Hoosiers, taking a look at what Penn State has on the field. I'm expecting that we may even have a depth chart that we can officially look at by the time we hit the record button. If not, that'll probably have to wait for Tuesday's episode. Now, Tuesday is still going to be our Twitter Tuesday. So if you have questions about Penn State's upcoming game, make sure you send in those questions. Uh, Somebody reached out to us on our Twitter account just yesterday and asked how you get involved and send in a question. It's very simple. All you got to do is tweet it to us. Or you can use our email address if you want to send it anonymously. That is fine too. The email address is lockedonnitneylions at gmail.com. Wednesday is probably going to be our crossover day, maybe Thursday. I'm not really sure which one it's going to be. Uh, but one of those days, we're going to try and bring on a guest to get some outsider perspective on Penn State's opponent for the week. I do have a couple of guests lined up for a bunch of the games. Uh, already this season still have to plug in a couple holes here and there but we will be starting to bring in some regular guests uh, as the season unfolds and it's going to be pretty fun i I hope you enjoy but of course uh this is a very fun time of year for me because you know i took over the hosting duties of this podcast last year shortly after the season had started i've been on this thing now for a little over a year now i believe i started in either late september or early october i forget which one it was but it was uh You know, I didn't get a chance to start covering the season and podcasting about the season from the beginning. It just kind of uh, popped up on me after the season had uh, kicked off, and I just kind of picked up with it and ran with it as much as I possibly could. But now, I've been looking forward to this all year because I'm very excited to get a chance to do this podcast every day of the week leading up to the start of the season. Obviously this offseason didn't quite exactly go as planned in a variety of ways. So some of the things I had planned over the course of the offseason, I kind of put on the shelf because I didn't know, frankly, if we were going to have a Penn State season to look forward to. So I didn't feel like it was worth my energy to pour my heart and soul and my my blood and sweat and all that good stuff into putting together a, a podcast that was ultimately going to be completely useless. Now, I hear what some of you are saying. It was like, well, Kevin, some of these podcasts are useless anyway. Well, (laughs) that's that's probably fair if I'm being honest with you. But I do think that it it wasn't really worth the the effort, I, I feel, to go ahead and put something into some kind of a preview for a season that at the time I really didn't think was going to happen. And I've said that here on this podcast, I was very skeptical that we were going to see Big Ten football this year for a very long time. I just kind of was telling people that you just got to start embracing the idea that you're not going to see the Big Ten and Penn State this fall. Well, here we are. We are going to see the Big Ten. We are going to see Penn State. It's a little more than a week away. I can't wait. You can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. And now that we have a season to prepare for, uh, I'm ready to get going and go ahead and roll out some of the ideas that I've had floating around in my head with how I want to go about covering the team this year. So I do have a lot of ideas in my mind. And I do want to make sure that you are staying as connected as possible in whatever way you choose. Now, we're going to try and have some original content and different exclusive content on our Twitter page, on our Facebook page, Instagram and Twitch. Uh, Again, we are going to have some live reaction, Twitch streams, maybe even some halftime streams. We'll see. Uh, But so there's going to be a little bit of something for everybody. So no matter how you're connecting with us, we're going to try and keep you included and make you a part of this as well. So I really do stress the idea that this podcast is for you guys, and I want you guys to be a part of the podcast as well. That's why we have our Twitter Tuesday. That's why we always have our social media accounts running so you can interact with us at any time. Send in questions, send in your comments. Uh, If you've got photos that you want to share with the community, feel free. And if there are any ideas out there that people have to enhance the, the product that we're trying to give you here uh, on Locked On Nittany Alliance, please let me know. Send in your suggestions. I am all ears. But anyway, we do have a lot of things to get into in the next couple of segments. First up, we need to continue on with my fifth and final question for Penn State in 2020. If you've been following along all week, you know that we have had a different question every day of the week on the podcast and today we're going to get to it one segment earlier because of course we have our football friday rundown in our third segment coming up. I don't really feel like I need it right now because I am so hyped up and getting ready for the start of the Penn State football season. But if you need a little bit of a pick-me-up, may I recommend to you the Built-Go's. These are the energy gels that are by the makers of the wonderful Built Bars. Now we've talked about Built Bars plenty of times. Well, the Built-Go is one of their newer products out there. It's really great. It helps you feel energized. It's a real small one and a half ounce package. You can just throw it in your lunch bag. You can throw it in your backpack, take it to work. If you need something right before you're working out or maybe you're just trying to get through the rest of your workday, these things work great. They come in three flavors right now, peanut butter, honey, coconut chocolate, chocolate mint. They are combining an energy gel with collagen protein. They're loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. I definitely feel good, and some people at work wonder how I stay so energized. Well, I tell them, the Built are really doing the trick for me, and they're going to do the trick for you as well. If you want to check them out and try them for yourself, visit Biltgo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So again, use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at Biltgo.com. Let's go. All this week, I've been closing out the podcast by addressing one of the questions I have for Penn State going into the 2020 season. Obviously, today's a little bit different. It's our Football Friday episode. So we're going to go through our Friday rundown in the next segment. So I'm going to bump this up one segment, if that's okay with you. If there are no objections, we will continue. No objections? Okay. So every day this week, we've been addressing one of the questions I have about Penn State. We talked about the wide receiver position. We talked about whether or not you should be comfortable with the linebacker position. And by the way, yes, I think you should feel pretty comfortable about that. If you want to go back and see what I had to say, go check out yesterday's podcast. That's when we talked about, um, actually two days ago, we talked about the linebackers yesterday. We talked about whether or not this Penn State roster was good enough to beat Ohio State, which is going to lead me to today's question. And today's question is what is the realistic expectation that you should have for Penn State in 2020? Now I'm on record. Okay. I have said that I believe that Penn State's going to to go six and two this year. I've got them losing to Ohio State, and I've got them losing to Michigan, although I would interchange that with Nebraska or Michigan, to be honest with you. That's just where I stand. I know I'm gonna get criticized for that in the mentions. That's fine. Everybody can have a different opinion on this. But I just feel as though my expectation is that this is a really good Penn State team. And I do feel that this is a Penn State team that is very capable and expected to compete for the Big Ten championship. A lot of it hinges on what happens against Ohio State. But let's just take that out of the uh, slight realm of conversation right now. You know, Top to bottom, this is a good roster. James Franklin and his staff have done a tremendous job in establishing where Penn State is heading and where Penn State is planning on staying for if the foreseeable future. All the national expectations for Penn State were pretty lofty going into the season. We talked to Tim Brando earlier in the summer, and he said that at the time that Penn State would probably be in his top four for this college football season. Obviously, it was a little bit of a different time, where we talked to, to Mr. Tim Brando way back when. But he wasn't alone in having those high expectations. If you checked all the national preseason uh, magazines that were out there, Penn State, if they weren't number four, they were probably number five or number six. That seemed to be the kind of territory we were talking about with Penn State. Obviously, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, those were going to be three pretty unanimous picks for the top three. Number four, number five, probably Georgia, uh, maybe Oklahoma, and uh, I guess uh, Florida was another team that was getting a lot of uh, preseason hype. And, And obviously, some of those teams have lived up to those expectations, and some of those teams have not exactly. But Penn State was right on the radar is basically what we're trying to get at. And I feel like that is absolutely deserved. Now I've said before, like I said, I, I do think that this Penn State team is fully capable of competing for the Big Ten Championship. A lot of it is going to determine what happens against Ohio State. If Penn State beats Ohio State, then the realistic expectations that I have for Penn State are drastically improved, and we're not talking about uh, taking a huge step forward. I really do feel like uh, you know this is a team that I feel it could win seven games, could win eight games. <laughs> I, I think that's a little bit of a reach because I don't think they beat Ohio State. But that's where I'm saying realistic expectations. You know, maybe you expect Penn State to win games, uh, win eight games. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think it's a little biased, but I do think that it's not it's not beneath anybody to expect more of their favorite team, right? And I think that Penn State, the way that they've recruited, the way they've developed talent, and the way that they have performed, it's time to take that next step, right? Uh, so, you know, Penn State obviously has won one Big Ten championship under James Franklin, which is more than a lot of schools can say with their head coaches. So, uh, But I do think that there's always the one hurdle, it seems, that Penn State continues to stumble to cross or clear. Uh, in terms of winning another Big Ten title, now th- they haven't beaten Ohio State, and pretty much every year, but the year that they won the Big Ten, and there have been a couple of uh, games that have cost them more so in not just the Big Ten picture, but officially the college football playoff picture. And we talked about that earlier in the week as well, uh, avoiding the bad road loss. You know, games like uh, last year against Minnesota on the road. Uh, obviously, Minnesota was a good team. Uh, you know, games against Michigan State uh, in the recent years. Those are the kind of games that really come back to haunt you. You uh, know, Even if the Big Ten is not going to be within reach because of Ohio State, uh, taking that second loss is always killer as far as playoff momentum. Uh, because I do feel like Penn State had a team that was worthy of being considered for the college football playoff a couple years. Even with a loss to Ohio State, uh, they certainly would have been in the conversation. Uh, I'm not saying they would have been in, but they would have been in the conversation. So that's where we are. I, I do feel like at this point in time, You should be expecting Penn State to be in the college football playoff conversation. The first step is beating Ohio State, following that up with a Big Ten championship. Uh, And I think that that is a realistic expectation for Penn State right now. Now, again, it is difficult because of where Ohio State is and as far as how much talent Ohio State has around it and how much depth they have. I, I get that and I respect that. And that's what I've always said. Ohio State's still the team to beat. Penn State should be the next best team to beat in the Big Ten. That's, I think, a fair assessment for the work that has been done with this program. Now, that's kind of bringing together a lot of thoughts that we've had throughout the week about where Penn State is right now. I've got questions about the wide receiver position. I have questions about the road games on the schedule. I'm curious to see where your comfort level is with Penn State right now as well. This is a very good Penn State team. Is it great? I'm not ready to say that, but they can do a lot to prove that they are in week two against Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, then I have said before that this should be a season where Penn State is college football playoff or bust. There's really no in between. If you beat Ohio State, it's there there for the taking, right? I mean, you will establish yourself as the best team in the Big Ten if you beat Ohio State. If you beat Ohio State, you have to win the Big Ten Championship. You should be in the college football playoff. There is no excuse if you don't reach those goals after you beat Ohio State. Because Ohio State is the big hurdle, right? You get past the big hurdle... You don't want to stumble on the little ones the rest of the way. So that's why I'm saying week two is really going to determine what my realistic expectation is for Penn State. I'm not expecting them to beat Ohio State. As I sit here right now recording this podcast on October 15th, you're listening to it on Friday, October 16th. This is going to be the big swing game for where Penn State goes. Now, even if Penn State does does lose... This is still a team that should be in a New Year's Six bowl game at the end of the year. If we're going by the the typical uh, postseason procedures, <laughs> this is a team that should absolutely be in a New Year's Six bowl game this season for, what, the fourth time under James Franklin? They've been to the Rose Bowl. They lost. They've been to the Cotton Bowl. They won. They've been to the Fiesta Bowl. They've won. Uh, what's next? The Orange Bowl? I, I forget which games are the, uh, the, uh, the playoff games this year, and I, I know the Rose Bowl is one of them, but... I do feel like you should absolutely be realistically expecting that Penn State's going to play in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Is it going to be a playoff game? That is the big question. And I think if Penn State beats Ohio State, then the realistic expectation is Penn State should be in the college football playoff. And I don't think there's any excuse not to be if they beat the Buckeyes. Time once again for my favorite segment of the week to close out today's podcast. It is time for our Football Friday Rundown, where we're running down every game in the Top 25. Hit that music. Well, we haven't even reached the weekend yet, but we've already had our first Top 25 upset this weekend in college football it actually happened wednesday night with coastal carolina jumping out to a four and start to start the season with their victory on the road against number 21 louisiana so first loss for the raging cajuns a 30 to 27 setback at the hands of the old chantaliers chanticleers i should say coastal carolina now with road wins against kansas okay big whoop and now on the road against louisiana like i said coastal carolina 4-0 overall 2-0 in the sunbelt are they now the team to beat in the sunbelt conference they're looking pretty good this season and they've got a couple good wins under their belt no pun intended so i'm gonna keep an eye on coastal carolina moving forward friday night we will see another top 25 team and actually it'll be number 17 smu on the road against tulane tulane's only zero and two in the aac but they should be better than that. And I think that they're better than the record would indicate. They're actually 2-2 two and two overall. Uh, SMU is a 6.5-point favorite as I'm recording this episode. And I kind of like SMU to roll on the road against Tulane. I think SMU goes guns blazing. And they go away with a big win against the Green Wave. Who still have one of the best logos in all of college football. Let's not forget that. Uh, but it's not going to be enough to hold up on their own end of the scoreboard. SMU with a big win tonight. You can watch that game on ESPN. SMU is going to be 5-0 by the end of the night. Also tonight, number 14 BYU on the road against the Houston Cougars. Houston's only played one game, but it was a pretty good one game. They're 1-0 to start the year after getting a delayed start after a delayed start after a delayed start after a delayed start to their season. BYU also... 4-0. 4-0. Didn't look all that great last week against UTSA. Kind of uh, took their foot off the gas pedal compared to some of the other games they've played so far this season. I'm really looking forward to this one. You can catch it at 9.30pm Eastern tonight on ESPN. ESPN with a little bit of a back-to-back action with that SMU tooling game kicking off at 6. Let's move to our Saturday. Not a whole lot going on as far as intrigue compared to the last weekend, which I thought was a really good weekend. Uh, let's start with those noon games. Number one Clemson on the road. Big favorite against Georgia Tech. I like Georgia Tech to keep things a little interesting a little bit longer than the experts think, but I do think that Clemson covers a giant 27 point spread. Clemson's just on a roll. And they're just going to go play Smash Mouth, beat up everybody in their path in the AACC. I almost said the AAC, but I, hopefully that was a nice recovery. Uh, I like what Jeff Collins is doing at Georgia Tech, though. I just don't think they have nearly enough uh, personnel to keep up with what Clemson is equipped to do. So big day from Trevor Lawrence, big day from Travis Etienne. Clemson rolls big, pulling away from Georgia Tech. In the second half also at noon, number 13 Miami hosting those Pitt Panthers Miami actually ran into a wall last week against that same Clemson team But I don't think any less of Miami right now I think that Miami is a pretty good team right now I, I do have faith that they're gonna be able to keep that offense moving in most of their games this year They're gonna face a pretty good pit defense though But Pitt has been giving up some uh, plays lately and Pitt hasn't exactly been locking down They've actually lost two in a row coming into this game after a solid start to the year at 3-0 So Pitt two and two in the ACC they really can't afford to lose another game right now Because they're already playing catch up and there's a lot of teams that they're gonna have to catch up to if they slip one more time I do think that Miami rebounds this week though So I think it's a tough spot for the Pitt Panthers to be in. I think Miami rebounds 13 and a half point favorite though I might go with Pitt in the line But I do like Miami to win this game and start to redeem themselves a little bit after running into their brick wall against Clemson last week also at noon Our adopted team the Auburn Tigers number 15 haven't exactly looked all that great in recent weeks and I'm a little disappointed in our adopted SEC team. They're on the road this week against South Carolina A team that's one and two overall and also in the SEC because they're only playing SEC games, but This is not a spot that I uh, want Auburn to go into right now I think the way that Auburn's been playing. I think they're ripe for an upset here I think South Carolina can actually uh, pull it off But I am picking Auburn here. I just think it's going to be an ugly win. And maybe they get a bad officiating decision going in their favor once again. Another noon game in the SEC. Number 18, Tennessee. Another team rebounding from a loss... From last weekend against a a much better team in Georgia. Uh, Tennessee hosting Kentucky. This is an interesting game to me. I do think that Tennessee has their ups and downs. And I think if Kentucky plays it right, they can take advantage of that. And really put some pressure on the Vols. Now Tennessee is a six-point favorite at home after their game against uh, Georgia last week. I still think that Tennessee bounces back here. I don't know if Kentucky is all the way ready to go ahead and pull off an upset in Knoxville. And I still think Tennessee has room to grow. And I don't know if there's going to be a lot of crispness with this game this weekend, but I do think that Tennessee will find a way to get a win at the end of the night. Uh, moving into that 2.30 middle afternoon, Notre Dame number four in the country. Notre Dame's number four in the country. We all know that that's not really true, but Notre Dame, to the credit, 3-0 overall, 2-0 in the ACC, taking on the Louisville Cardinals who are just 1-3, 0-3 in the ACC. I expected more out of Louisville this year. I really did. And I think that going to South Bend to take on the Fighting Irish is not going to change things just yet for Louisville. I think this is a tough spot for the Louisville Cardinals. I think Notre Dame rolls it up. 16 and a half point favorite. I'm starting to lean more towards Notre Dame. I don't want to, but I got to be honest with myself. And Notre Dame is just that much of a better team right now than the Louisville Cardinals. So Notre Dame covering 16 and a half. I, I'm thinking, yeah, I think so. Let's move on to the 4 o'clock time slot. Texas A&M, after their big win last week against the Florida Gators, heading to Stark Vegas to take on Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, KJ Costello rewrote the SEC passing record book in week one of the season, and now he's been benched. So it's been pretty rough for Mississippi State the last couple of weeks after their big win to open the year against LSU which maybe wasn't necessarily as much of a surprise as it should have been in retrospect, but the Texas A&M looks to carry over the momentum from their big, wild victory against Florida last week. I think that that does carry over. I think Mississippi State is still ripe for the picking, and I think Texas A&M, if they're going to take some strides forward this year, this is a game they have to win. Mississippi State scored two points last week. Two! They scored two points. You know how hard that is to do for a team that's coached by Mike Leach? It's virtually impossible. And they did it last week. So I don't know what to make of Mississippi State. I do think they put up more than two points this week. But I think that Texas A&M puts up more than four. So I think this is a good spot for Texas A&M to be a. Let's move into the primetime slot. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to breeze through right now. Number five, North Carolina, 13 and a half point favorite at Florida State. Florida State's just a mess. Sam Howell, I think, and the Tar Heels are just too good right now for this Florida State team to keep up with. I think that North Carolina, Mack Brown get the big win in Tallahassee, moving to 4-0 in the ACC, looking like the next best team possible to challenge Clemson. Of course, uh, looking forward to a potential matchup between Clemson and North Carolina at the end of the year, but lots of football to still be played. So I do like North Carolina on the road against the Florida State Seminoles. I'm going to skip ahead to the 8 o'clock time slot with number 23, Virginia Tech, hosting Boston College. Virginia Tech made a run last week against North Carolina. Obviously, dug themselves a little bit too big of a hold. They dig out of and that certainly does not bode well for the Hokies when you go up against the team like the Tar Heels that can score points almost at will at this point Uh, but I do like Virginia Tech at home against Boston College Boston College though three and one overall two and one in the ACC keep an eye on them they could spring an upset here I'm gonna go up Virginia Tech though 12 point favorite though I like Boston College against that spread Just saying that there were some postponed games. Of course, as you know, uh, we mentioned it in yesterday's podcast. Number 10, Florida is not going to be playing LSU due to a COVID-19 outbreak with the Florida Gators. Number eight, Cincinnati. This was uh, breaking news on Thursday. Cincinnati and Tulsa will not play this weekend. Uh, Because of an outbreak within the Cincinnati program and as it was previously announced earlier this week Oklahoma State number seven will not be playing their road game at Baylor this weekend So we're losing three teams in three games involving top 25 teams But let's go to the big one number two Alabama hosting number three Georgia This is the game of the year so far Uh, certainly the game of the year in the SEC Uh, of course the big story surrounding this is the absence or potential absence of head coach Nick Saban of Alabama Nick Saban has never lost a game to one of his former assistant coaches Kirby Smart of Georgia probably has the best chance to end that streak now I know technically speaking that streak would not end if Georgia were to win this game and Nick Saban's not on the sideline and I, I do believe that that record should not stay intact If that is the case, but I do think that it's notable because Alabama is certainly was probably more vulnerable if Nick Saban is not there calling the shots and Steve Sarkeesian is who do you trust more to make a crucial decision with a game on the line with a tense situation as I expect this game to have. Georgia's defense is really good. Alabama's offense is really good. Alabama's defense not so great. But Georgia's offense, not so great. So, this is really a good matchup, and this is going to come down to the Alabama offense versus that Georgia defense. And I do like the fact that Alabama's got some ridiculous wide receivers. Jalen Waddell, I assume, is going to make a big play for a touchdown that's going to potentially break Georgia's back later in the game as Georgia keeps it tight all day long. But, you know, if Georgia can go in there and win this game, that would certainly hand uh, Alabama its first loss. That would not be unnoticeable if you're a Penn State fan just looking at the rankings now. I don't think an Alabama loss would drop Alabama below Penn State just yet, but hey, you you take what you can get right now while you're not playing the games before you start taking care of your own business, right? Now obviously one of these teams is going to lose. Whether it's Alabama or Georgia, um, it's probably better off if Alabama does lose, because I do think that Alabama will come back and beat Georgia in the SEC title game, and I think Georgia could potentially lose another game anyway. So anyway, I do think that if you're a Penn State fan and you're rooting for best possible college football playoff scenarios, your best case is probably to have Georgia beat Alabama, and actually... I don't really know <laughs> i don't really know what the best situation is but that's probably what i would be leaning towards if you're looking for the best possible playoff scenario down the line again Penn State has to take care of their own business they've got eight games ahead of them nine games with a big 10 championship potentially at the end of the year but until then it's fun to speculate and watch all these other games and see what dominoes could potentially fall before you get a chance to play your first kickoff so i lean more towards alabama losing is better for penn state than georgia uh obviously better for ohio state too Uh, um but just basically if you're a big ten contender and you're looking to see teams in the sec beat up on each other this is a game where you want alabama to lose because alabama could lose once they're not going to lose twice i don't think uh Again, the whole Nick Saban situation looming over this. Very interesting. I guess there's still officially a chance that he could return on the sideline if he has a negative test before that game. Uh, They do do daily testing. I haven't heard anything otherwise. So I don't know what the situation exactly is. But if Nick Saban is not coaching, I like Georgia's chances better. And even then, I'm still picking Alabama. So after all that is said and done, I think Alabama wins this game. I think Jalen Waddle, like I said, is going to make the uh, the play of the game that will break Georgia's back late in the fourth quarter to had the lead for Alabama and allow them to cover a four and a half point spread now if you can still see Alabama at four and a half points that would be uh something worth taking uh because I know that line has been all over the place over the last 24 48 hours so take a look to see what you can get Uh, I like Alabama in this game and I think I like Alabama to cover just because that's what Alabama does and Georgia coming up small in the big spot uh, would certainly play to the Georgia narrative So there you have it, a look around the top 25 of the teams that are in action. Next week, we get the Big Ten. It's going to be a lot of fun to start mixing in some of the Big Ten games. Of course, every week when we do these previews, we'll focus solely uh, for one segment on exactly what's happening in the Big Ten. And then we will take a look around the rest of the top 25. So Football Friday next week is going to have a Big Ten only segment, a Penn State, Indiana only segment, and of course, our Football Friday Top 25 recap and rundown. So that's what you can look forward to next week and every Friday moving forward. Now that Penn State is officially going to be playing football starting next week. Well, that'll bring a close to another episode of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. And as such, we'll bring a close to another week. Guys, we have reached the end of the off season for Penn State podcasting coverage here on the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. Congratulations. You all deserve a medal next week we go into game prep mode so make sure you're subscribed you don't want to miss anything on a monday through friday basis as we get you ready for the first game of the penn state football season oh man that feels so good to say doesn't it doesn't it feel good to know that you're going into your final weekend without penn state football for the next two months Yeah, get excited, guys. You deserve it. You've earned it. And I am so happy to bring you along with my commentary as we continue to move forward. So make sure you are subscribed in whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to this episode. Go ahead and leave a rating and review. Let us know how you thought of today's episode. And, of course, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And I cannot wait to get next week started. But first, go out. Have a great weekend. Have a final weekend without Penn State football. Do all the chores that you need to do for the next two months. Get them all in now because next week we go into game mode with Penn State getting ready to take on the Indiana Hoosiers. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today and throughout the week and during this entire lengthy offseason. I look forward to catching up with you guys again on Monday. But until otherwise, I'll catch you online on Twitter during the games as we watch them. Have a great weekend, guys. I will talk to you Monday. Bye.